Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. All right, back again, another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and we are going to make our update, shout out, and our intro uh, short her this time because we do have our lovely guest co-host, Kate. I'm back. She's back, guys. <laughs> so this is not her cameo. This is her second appearance. And then we have Corey Mackey. Am Hi. I saying, am yep. I saying your Maggie. last name last? Yes. So Corey and I just met. Ten minutes ago. Yeah. So we're excited to have her. Such close friends. Yes. We're like instant connection. (laughs) What can we say? Um, So we're excited to have her and talk about her journey. She's doing something really awesome that I personally cannot fathom. And I'm pretty sure Lainey and Maggie cannot fathom either. (laughs) So we will uh, get to her in just a second. But we did survive. Um, We came on last week and talked about the cold. It is now... What's what's the temperature like? Sixty five. Gonna get it to the seven. Like, yeah, it'll at least be about 70 seven. Today. Does anyone else feel like this type of weather is hard to dress for when you have to kind yeah. of get somewhat professional? I have an actual winter coat, like for snow, just in case it snows today. I have a coat for it. <laughs> You're car. perfect. But just it was okay. like forty this morning. It was yeah. gonna get up to. It 70. was thirty eight degrees yeah. at five thirty in the morning. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, so I was a little frustrated. This is outfit number three for me today, and my meeting that I was supposed to go to just got canceled, which means I totally could have worn jeans. I, <laughs> I might go home and change. <laughs> me. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, word of the episode brought to you by Maggie. Word of the episode. Word up. Yeah, this is my word. Okay, can you say it? Minutia. Minutia. All right, Lainey, what is the definition of minutia? I've heard it used, but I couldn't give you the definition. Minutiae. Oh. Oh, no. No. We're going to go with minutiae. Yeah. Okay. The small, precise, or trivial details of something. Yeah. Yeah. The minutiae of Everyday life is the example. Yes. Is it a... It's a noun? It's a noun. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can say... Like, don't get caught up in the minutiae of this... Poetry project is what I might say to my sixth grade literature class with a million questions. I would say to my team, let's not get caught up in the minutiae of a $5 difference in a retirement plan. I used it in regards to working. I was like, this is actually a really good word. And I went to type it. I'm like, I've never spelled this word. How do you spell? I've used it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you suggesting it because I have never heard of this word. So I feel enlightened. Okay. So you were using it in an email to a client? No. Oh. No. Oh. In um, Messenger. Well, I was just impressed that you used the email. That you used the you word. Yeah, I, I use like basic words. <laughs> yeah, I don't get words. fancy in my emails. Words are words are hard. Um. All right, Maggie, who are you shouting out to? Shout outs. Oh, I just want to give a shout out to my buddies who let me stay with them while I was remodeling my house. We left and slept in our house last night, and it's sad. But it's it's exciting. We had a it's lot sad of, to leave. Sad them. to leave the friends. Yeah, yeah. Like packed all of our stuff up and like you can have your room back now. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were probably sad, but probably happy. Probably. <laughs> I think they're gonna enjoy that quiet Bye. before they have a newborn baby. So. Yes, but it's good practice. Haley. Yeah. <laughs> she had three. They had three children of their of their own. Oh, yeah. One. Yeah. It's you know. Yeah. That sounds challenging. They're really good hosts. So. I'm not a good hostess. Like, people come to my house, and I'm like, oh, that's right. Good luck. Yeah. Do you want- <laughs> How long are you staying? <laughs> I, I know what I do have an abundance of, and I say this all the time, but wine. I do have an abundance of wine. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is there. Bottled water? Not so much. Wine? Yes. All right. So, our palm, or proud of ourselves moment, or proud of myself moment. So, I did... I alluded to last time I said no to a particular board position, but I 
did actually end up resigning from the board um, whenever we had Crystal on and we were talking about saying no and board memberships and stuff like that. I just have a really hard time when I cannot commit to it and then I feel really guilty about it. And But I don't know why. I do not know why I have such anxiety about telling somebody I'm resigning from a board. Like nobody's ever yelled at me. They're like, oh, thank you for your service. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'll still donate and be involved. And they're like, okay, thanks. And I'm like, this is not as bad as what I was picturing. You're probably in my just head. anticipating them, like, being just, dis- or thinking something they're not thinking. And then I also have to tell myself mm-hmm. that. That's right. true. I have to tell myself that I'm not that important. Like, there are other people that can be on the board, you know? But you, like, don't want to disappoint people. I don't right. want to disappoint yeah. people. I know. So yeah, that's what it boils down to. I, it's a terrible trait, though. I get that anxiety when I, like, want to be off work. Like if I if I need to take vacation, why is that so I feel stressful? So guilty. <laughs> uh, I ha- we, uh, I have. We I get yet another though. podcast could just be about work guilt. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a big theme on um, TikTok among people yeah. around your age, like the true millennials. I think we're cuspers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we're, are. Because we're not that old. We're not that old. Y'all are. Straight up millennials, and it seems well, Lainey's on the other, on, oh, the other cusp. All right, Lainey, you know, <laughs> right. I know. information we didn't need today, right. uh, but okay, your age, Maggie. That mm-hmm. um, it comes up a lot on my for you page on TikTok is millennials talking about on their TikToks in a funny way, but their fear of asking for a day off when it is clearly owed to them and that PTO that they have, and mm-hmm. and a lot of them talk about ultimately going to work on those days that they ask out for. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's terrible. I hope y'all don't do that. We need to figure out why the millennials are why afraid to take off that? of work. Huh. I feel like that's not a normal characteristic of a millennial. I, I agree. Because I, I, I mean, like as an HR director, I see a lot more millennials overuse their yeah. time off. And it's people, my the cusp millennial, because mm-hmm. I don't consider myself one at all. Um, who feel like you have to always be at work. So it's like the mentality that if you're gone, yes, they don't need you. And if you don't or like you're putting without you, it's a, yeah. here's, it's a double edged sword, right? So I want to be on vacation and nobody need me, but when that actually happens, like, I'm like, oh, well, they yeah. don't need me. But then when they do need me, I'm like, why do you need me? Yeah. Right. So like, well, you're damned if you do, love. you're damned mm-hmm. if you don't. But I think what you, I, I talk, I'm more concerned. I've told my entire team this before, cause I'm an open book. I'm like, I don't want something to come up that I didn't tell you about mm-hmm. or that you don't really know and I've completely let you down for sheer lack of communication because we have a gajillion things going on yeah. on a daily basis. So that's kind of my thing. But, I mean, Maggie, when you take off, I'm more than happy to help whatever you need help with. Oh, really? No no fire start or anything? Like, it's fine, but it's just something about asking to be off and then asking other people to, like, pick up your slack, basically. If something does come up. Yeah. It's like, oh. that's think, not, yeah. Do you that's think it's self-inflicted or do you think it's like the atmosphere? No, I, I get it honestly. My mom's the same same mm-hmm. way. Okay. She would think go. it's a female thing? She would go into work like before COVID. <laughs> she would go into work sick. It's like, I feel like that's different now, but um, she's just worse. So one of my goals is to be able to take off of work and really take off of work. Yeah. And like, and when I say, I don't mean take off of work and not check my email. I mean, take off of work and not think about work Mm -hmm. and enjoy the moment and not have my brain preoccupied with other stuff. I would have to be on a mountain without cell service. That is, or I'm going to tell you when else that happened. When I went to Hawaii, because we were five out, I think it's five or six hours behind. Uh, Yeah, time change. So by the time I woke up, this day here was almost done. I mean, there was literally nothing that I could do. And so... You're probably in a role where there are actual emergencies. There are, right? and I'm lucky enough now, you know, I've been at my job almost 11 years, and, and the first eight, I didn't have help, um, and I have a recruit, like an assistant now, and so the time has finally come, a decade into it, that I can be gone and know that she's got it, because now she's trained enough. Yeah. It's not like mm-hmm. she's new, but yeah, at HR, if you leave, so many things can happen, and she can always reach me, but I don't know if it's possible that I leave for more than a day. I can take a day off and not and not worry, but for like if I took a week off, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would be so I would have a hard time enjoying it because I would absolutely Corey, wonder. Sounds like you need to read who, not how. <laughs> if I read books, I would. Is there an audio book? <laughs> there probably is. Who, not how? I've talked about this so many times on the on the podcast. I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's really aligning. 
who's, you know, instead of you doing everything, who can do that for you? They oversimplify. Hardest thing. You know, when they, they oversimplify you the concept. They ask you what your biggest weakness is. Ask That's for mine. And I want so, I have a wonderful therapist who's working with me on it. Yes. <laughs> We're not there yet, though. That's okay. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily there, but I feel like I've made some progress. Right, Maggie? Yeah. But I have, like, the bomb You always done. get me stuff to do. <laughs> but that's I do. Why, that's why we can't say no to stuff. It's because, like, you you want a lot of responsibility because it makes you feel, or that's what Mallory tells me. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Mallory. That's hey. my shout out. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you so much. I feel great today. <laughs> um, but that's, like, you want all these responsibilities because um, achieving them, obtaining them makes you feel good. And when you realize your plate's too full and you've got to get rid of them, it's hard to because you like the way it feels when you, yeah, you know. And, and sometimes I feel like a failure too if I can't do right. it. If I can't do everything, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's 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 difficult. Like for me, I'm pretty good at delegating. I'm pretty good at outsourcing. But there are certain things that I just kind of like hold on mm-hmm. to. So we've got relationships with financial advisors and our clients that I would have. There's there. Are, there are, there are clients that you guys have relationships with and there's clients I have relationships with and we do work as a team, but you know, our clients with large retirement plans where they have a board and an investment committee, I have a hard time sending somebody else in my place oh, yeah. to those particular meetings. Well, that makes sense though. I mean, that's not uncommon. Well, yeah. So, but we're, we're getting there because I really do have just the bomb team right now. So, um, another shout out, another shout out to the Sentinel <laughs> team. Okay. So Maggie, what was your palm? Oh, um, I was thinking, you know how you, someone's going through something hard or, or they have something coming up and you're like, I'm going to pray for you. I'm guilty and this is terrible, but sometimes I'll say it and like, they might, I might be thinking about them, but I don't actually physically pray for them. And so I've been trying to make a habit of doing that. When I actually tell them, I just bow my head and I pray for them. And That's I actually, really nice. Um, and I, and I feel like you're praying for them and you're helping them, but I feel like it helps me a lot too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Prayer is powerful. It is powerful. And and honestly, it just makes me a better... It just makes me more prayerful, which is good. So, yeah. Me and Patrick pray every night before we eat dinner. And then we always pray for certain people. And so I will have to say that we typically... Or we say grace, I should mm-hmm. say. <laughs> um, the whole, like, praying just off the cusp without words. You know, where you have to, like, make it up. But I'm not good at that. That gives yeah. me anxiety. I've got... I was on a board that you had to do that. And I was like, um, our father who <laughs> I think, one. I think you would like it. I have a format for praying. Okay. And um that somebody taught me and it, it helps me when okay. I have to freestyle. Um I'll I mean I can teach it to you off air. Okay. Um, yeah, but, but it's got a, an easy acronym to help you remember and it's really wonderful. The freestyle I'm not very good at, but Patrick and I do have a list and some of it's mental and some of it we write down and stuff like that. So I'd say we're pretty good about that. I also loved when we were in the truck with Andy and he had a little notification pop up and he's like, Pray for your people. And he oh, said yeah. he does it like it reminds him like every so often during the day, and so keeps keeps your mind on it that way yeah. you can think yeah. about those people. Yeah, yeah. So okay, we're gonna get to Corey. Woo! <laughs> All right. So since I know very little about you, that's the best <laughs> way to go into this. I'm excited about this. <laughs> um, so are you from Baton Rouge? I'm not. I'm okay. from New Orleans. Okay. But you know, I've lived here now longer than I've lived in New Orleans because. Gosh, I came to college in 2001. Mm-hmm. 2001. <laughs> so, oof. so that's 20 years I've been here. Okay. So, yeah, so I basically am ish from Baton Rouge. But grew up in New Orleans, came here from, for um, LSU, and never left. Okay. And you graduated in what? Um, marketing communications. Had to pick one. Yeah. Had to pick something. So you checked the box. Yeah, no concern for what it was. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's like I said when you're 18. Like, (laughs) I know. Well, I thought about it a lot since. I wish I could pick a major now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when I was picking one then, I I had start. I think I switched it three or four times. Yeah, I did the same, and then I ended up teaching for four years, and then I went back to school. So clearly I couldn't make up my mind. Which is why why, uh, master's programs or or second degrees are so popular, because then you're like, oh, okay, I should have done this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so, and then you and Kate, how did y'all meet? Um, good times in college. Mm-hmm. Our, okay. I had friends from New Orleans that introduced me to Corey, and she was always the most fun girl in the group. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I don't know, we're just in the same same college group. Yeah, 
we were in like this group of, uh, she was in a sorority and I was the, um, the transplant that yeah. went to all the sorority houses That's for what dinner. I was. Yeah. I, I did that. And so when I went to the Five House for dinner, they had really good food. You went to other houses all and time. hung out and with you other guys groups won. after you belonged to us. Oh, I, I all picked this you. time. Okay, good. You were hand picked okay. because of your food. Oh, well, there you go. The late plates. You Food would go. is a big deal to mm-hmm. Kate. <laughs> it was a big deal to 18-year-old Corey, too. Yeah. And I didn't pay money to be in this morning, and I was like, how can I eat there? And so you just go with your friends. And, yeah. And then I met all the fine muse, and that's... That was 20 years ago, Kate. Okay, yeah, so you I weren't know. in a sorority. Mm-mm. All right, I wasn't in a sorority either. No. I didn't know. I don't know if I went to the houses to eat, but I did tag along to the parties. The parties, yeah, all free. And I never had to pay for anything. And I was like, why? Do and then no one cared if you did something wrong except right. your mom. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Okay, so y'all met through college, mm-hmm. and then you had started teaching right outside, right out of yeah, right out of college, college. And then we had met. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, have we known each other for that long. Um, we have. Oh, we have. I taught one year at Lehigh, and then I went to SJA. So, um, okay. That's so, what like, year would that be? Like 2006. Okay, so that's like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. yeah. Okay. We've been friends a long time. We have, Kate. That's why you're so special to me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> All right. So, Corey. So, what did you What did you do after you graduated? If I um, ask. right after I graduated, I worked. Well, while I was graduating, I was working at the LSU athletic department. Oh, um, okay. I was in the ticket office, and which was a super cool job. I got to go to all the national championships and do all that. Um, and I was, I decided right after college, I wanted to change my course of, um, of career and do sports marketing. Did that a couple years, did an internship out in, um, Oregon and then decided I didn't want to do sports marketing anymore. Um, and came home and kind of accidentally, happened upon um, this job, of my first job at Mary Bird Perkins, okay. the Cancer Center. Um, I was, essentially, I was the male girl. And, I mean, that story's cool now because I have become, you know, I've stayed there and I've gotten promoted. It wouldn't be so cool now if I was still the male girl, I guess. But, I don't know. What did was, you do as the male girl? I mean, it was, it was the most fun job because I got to meet, it really transitioned me into HR really well because I got to know everybody's names. So did you bring everybody their mail? Um, I sorted out everybody their mail. Okay. But I tried in the very beginning to hand deliver it so I could meet everybody. Oh. It was like a tactic. I like that. I like the that mail ambition. And this And this mail delivery was the HR assistant. But it was really like false advertisement because gotcha. there was no HR duty. They were just in the HR office. And so I was just exposed to all of the doctors and all of the um, departments got to know everybody, um, and I, I still have the same boss, and she was just really um, cognizant of my abilities to, you know, talk to people and do whatever. Because I had no degree in HR, obviously, never worked an HR job in my life. You know, coincidentally, right when I started the job, which is such an HR nightmare, I was like, by the way, I'm getting married next month, and then I have a vacation after that. And so I was off for like two months <laughs> and then started the job. Um, and I've been there kind of moving up through HR ever since. Um, so how long have you been there? It was 10 years last November. Oh, so 10 and a half. Congratulations. And so what's your current role? HR director of okay. employment. So okay. all the recruiting and um, progressive, all everything, discipline. How many employees are there? Total? Because people don't know this, but Mary Bird Perkins has lots of locations all throughout Louisiana and one in Mississippi. And so total we have about 360 employees. Oh, that sounds like a lot. Which does sound like a lot for small businesses and, and um, for nonprofits. But we work with a lot of hospitals that have thousands of employees. So I'm very grateful we have only 360. Um, but I'm the only HR. So me and my department, I've got a VP and then I work with two other ladies. We handle everyone. Mm-hmm. We field all of it, just the four of us. Uh, and so it's, but it's nice because it's, it, you get to know everybody personally, which makes problem solving a lot easier because I would handle Kate's problem differently than I would handle hers. You right. Know? Yeah. So, okay. It's cool to have been there this long and seen it develop this much, the, the cancer center and the people, because I'm like, actually invested in it it's yeah. not just like I know so much about the treatment and so much about the people who do it and the people who receive it that it's not just picking a charity to run for you know 
picking, you know, cancer is so prevalent. Everybody experiences mm-hmm. it and everybody wants to give back. But I see so much about the other aspects of it that it made picking, quote unquote, picking a charity pretty easy because I know so much about the deeper aspect of it, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about the running. Mm-hmm. So you decided... I feel like, did you just decide that you were going to run yeah. 50? You're going to well, try to raise $50,000 and also run 50 It's a funny story a because, so I'm in a running group. I've okay. been a runner a long time, okay. um, distance, and I, obviously, <laughs> no, no, like, sprinters run 50 miles. But um, I have a, a, a nice, great, amazing group of um, runners, and we run every day together. Is this a formal group, or is this a group that... It, it's formal to us. Okay. Um, we don't want to make it formal because we don't want other people... Right. Okay. <laughs> How many people? It's 13 girls. Okay. And we all live on like in a certain neighborhood. Well, others now are in other neighborhoods. But we've now been running together for years. Wow. And last year, um, we always have goals. There's always one or two of us who are trying to achieve a goal. Um, and we always accept new runners, give them goals, and um, get there. But last year, during COVID, we... You know, we had a goal. We wanted to run 30 miles, and we did it. And then... In a day? At once, yeah. Um, We woke up. My friend Rachel, who is equally as insane as I am about running, we we literally just decided one day... Because we run every weekend is our long run, and during COVID, all you could do was run. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, one weekend we ran 20, and we're like, well, let's just shoot for 30. And then we did 30, and then Rachel kind of surprised us one day, and she said, I'm going to run... 26 miles a day for 26 days I to raise money this story. for um, a, a charity in Bac- Baton Rouge, um, Front Yard Bikes. And she did it. And it was so cool for me to help her with it, like go meet her every single day for some of the miles and try to get her there, you know, because you need a lot of help. You need your friends with you. You need people to wake up with you when you're tired and all that. And when she crossed the finish line at Front Yard Bikes... I was so inspired as a runner and as just someone who's so interested. I, I want to do something with my running. Um, I was so inspired. We all went and celebrated after. And I was one of the people that was with me that day is our events director at Mary Beth Perkins. She's a close friend of mine, Chrissy. And um, Chrissy and I were sitting there and I kind of leaned to her and I was like, I need, I need a charity incentive. Like I need to figure out a way to run for charity, for a nonprofit. Obviously, it would have to be Mary Bird because you really, any runner knows, you really need, it's got to really mean something for oh, yeah. you to do such a monster goal. Yeah. Because if you told me I was running 50 miles for uh, a charity I'd maybe never heard of, it would be it would be harder because it would be a little less um, emotional, I yeah. guess, the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she said, well, you know, Mary Bird's 50th anniversary is in 2021. Why don't you do something for that? And I was like... Bingo. <laughs> I'm going to run 50 miles. And she was like, no, no, no. I wasn't saying that. And I was like, well, I've put it out there. And that was a year ago. And we, it, all she had to do was present the idea to our development team and our CEO. And if you can imagine, our fundraising took a hit last year yeah. and still is. And this is a third, considered a third-party event where they really don't need to do much, and they get $50,000. Yeah. So there's no question that Mary Bird was like, wait, our own HR director wants to do this, and we don't really have to throw an event or worry about it getting canceled because it's not going to get canceled, and bingo. And here we are. Okay, so first of all, I feel like you oversimplified and completely glossed over the 30, the 20, and 30 miles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're like, because if I ran 20 miles, I can tell you my next thought wouldn't be, let me just go run 30 next weekend. I know, that's how my brain works now. So I guess, so so I ran, Kate, you were were into running. Yes. Are you still into running? So, well, I mean, I am a cross-country coach, so it is a big part of my life. Um, My own running has is not um, at Corey's level. Um, I have run a marathon. Yes. I feel like the need to bring that up yes. in those conversations that I'm a part of. Which marathon uh, was it? <laughs> um, the Rock and Roll in New Orleans. Okay. All right. Um, that was in 20... Wait, when did I have Hartley? In 2013. So I must have run that in 2012. Okay. Um, 
So, uh, but I don't, I don't run like I would like to anymore. Um, I am certainly inspired by Corey and my cross country runners. And I've given myself the out that this is just a busy phase of life right now between work transitions and Hartley and everything like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's always, running's always there for you, no Mm -hmm. matter what it looks like. If it's a three mile run, I've been doing a lot of, um, strides, uh, just, um, 30 strides, 100 meter strides on 40 seconds is just like a 20 minute workout that I can bang out and feel good about myself. Okay. After. Um, so if that's what running looks like in my life right now, I'm okay with that. And yeah. marathons will always be there. I'm not going to run 50 miles with you. I love you. Maybe um, one day. Maybe one day. Yeah, but probably don't know. not actually. I love how Kate, you put a lot of thought into your running uh, answer there. Because <laughs> <Well, laughs> like, I know you and I know that you loved it. Yeah. And you still do. And it's not an excuse to say that you're super busy. Because that's real. It's yeah. like time it, commitment. I, I did not know when I committed to this. I, I knew that it would be a feat, but but the, it is it is so time-consuming, and I am a mom, and I do have a full-time job, and it is so time-consuming, not just doing the actual running and the training, um, even when it's not 50 miles, just running mm-hmm. in general, but but what it takes out of you the rest of the day. Yes. When when you talked about gearing up for a long run and coming down from a long run, that hit me in a place I haven't yep. been hit in, not, in a while. It's no joke that it does. It's, it's not just you go run and train. Yeah. The rest of the day, I have to manipulate things and organize things so that I feel okay and I can do my 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 job, and then I can and I'm failing at at the parenting part right now <laughs> and maybe at the job part because I'm so mentally physically and emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. but the reward is for my job so yeah. at least that's there there's well that. and there is an end goal which of you're course. about to do i truly love running you can't be a distance runner if you don't love it because it's a lot of hours of running at once but i cannot wait for this to be over and only because i i like it, it's so it is so taken over my life not you know, in a negative way, but I don't even remember what it's like to go to bed at night and like watch a show because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't stay, most people can't stay awake for my, more than five minutes. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like it's a prize for me yeah. that I'm going to get to like, I am a morning person. I'll get to sleep in air quotes. I'll get to lay in my bed till five instead of four. Mm. But I don't know. I'm looking forward to it being over because I'm ready to talk about it in the past, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. Okay, so walk me through this a little bit. So, I mean, the only time, the only long distance run I've ever done, I've done four half marathons, and those are like a good 13 miles. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, that, mm, I'm good with that. I tried to train for a full marathon at one point, and I had IT band issues, which yeah. I feel like everybody, run, all runners know mm-hmm. what the IT band is. But as I have gone, as I've gotten older, running has gotten harder for me for some reason I'm not sure if that's because I'm out of training but like it physically hurts my body yeah Mm -hmm. even if I do a four mile run it physically hurts my body my heart rate gets really high for some reason even though I feel like I work out so that we that's a whole nother thing I just I I feel like I've lost my love for running a little bit that makes me sad yeah it makes Mm -hmm. me sad too and I want to get back into it you got me into running I I got hated into running (laughs) yeah well and I I feel like I could get emotional about the running thing well and I certainly could because well you can't make yourself love it. So if you don't, then you don't. But well, if it's physical, then that can be fixed. So I just feel like, of course, we've just flipped this podcast back <laughs> once to me really quick. But more hey, I Well, I train people to so, run. I don't just so do it So what myself. I miss is, so I the last half marathon that I ran was the Louisiana half marathon. And I felt so good, so good when I finished that half marathon. I actually have a picture with my godson. I don't know if I have it up in this office, but it shows up every year. And I'm like, I just felt so good. And I don't know what it is that I haven't felt good like that running in a long time. So I have that piriformis or like glute horrific tightness that won't ever go away for some reason. Of course, I probably don't rest like I should. So, but I mean, I like a good three mile run right now. Yeah, but that's so normal. That's mm-hmm. great. It's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, because not everybody, in fact, probably most people aren't distance runners and shouldn't be and don't need to be. Because for exercise purposes, three miles 
is great. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do prefer to run with other people. Yeah. Well, I so have that, found I, mean, I can talk about that for days the, because that's the best way to do any type of run. And there are a lot of people out there who love to run by themselves. And I I think it's because they haven't found a group or right. a friend. I, I have a group. They are all older than me and mm-hmm. all could kick my butt running. <laughs> I mean, like, there's one. I'm like, she is the Energizer Bunny, you know? So I do want to ask you about the training, though. Okay, so... You have, I know when you run a marathon, you know, there's kind of a specified mm-hmm. training. I think your long run is on the weekend. Right. I don't even know. What's the longest run that you end up doing for a marathon before you go run it? It depends on your training it plan. It depends on your plan. I'm, I don't do well with, um, with intermediate or just your regular training plan because I don't do things for the first time that day. I'm okay. so happy you said that because I was the same. So for when half different. marathon mm-hmm. and a marathon, I needed to know that I could do it yep. before I got to race See, I didn't. I didn't. I would always keep my yeah. runs at 10 miles and I'd be like, if I can run 10, I can run another a lot three. Of people, or a lot of people can do that and it's for me, it's more mental. I need to be confident. If I'm confident the morning of a race or 50 miles, there's no question I can do it. Um, and if I only got to, for a full 26.2 marathon, if I had only run, usually those plans stop at 18. Yeah, they do. Um, and they don't even recommend you get to 20, but that's because if it's your first one, they don't want you to get hurt or they don't want you to, you know, overdo it. I always run distance. And so for me, it isn't necessarily, and I, I have not run 50 miles before this, but that's because I want this to be exciting for me. Um, but I need to know, I need to know I can endure that much and so the training so it's a funny story I actually paid a trainer for the first couple months and she was not as aggressive as I wanted her to be and she kept saying and I don't and I, I, I loved and respected her but it just wasn't a right fit mm-hmm. I was paying a company and she was an Olympic runner she was wonderful but I needed her to like be mean to me <laughs> I needed her to tell me I was horrible and that if I didn't do this and then, then everybody would be Make disappointed fun of me or something. <laughs> like I need that. But she, you know, there was a day where I was like, so I'm just looking, I'm just forecasting, and it looks like the training plan doesn't get beyond three and a half hours, and I'll be running for 10 um, on 50-mile day. Yeah, that's what I did in my math in my head because I thought, okay, yeah. so that's, you know, that's I'll be running basically for 10 two hours. marathons plus mm-hmm. tack on another Yeah, and, uh, and if I have miles. to take, like, any walking breaks, right. my pace obviously um, goes a lot slower, but... She, she was like, well, you know, I want to make sure that you're, you're, we're going to work on your fitness level, not necessarily the hours of running. Mm. Um, and while I understood that method, it just wasn't enough for me. Like I needed to be doing. So right now I'm, even though I'm tapering off, I do 20 miles every weekend and I need 20 miles in my head to be easy for me so that when I do another 30, mm-hmm. that's the workout. The first 20s. I hate saying that. <laughs> a warm-up. The first one is a warm-up. Yeah. Well, it, okay. I mean, and so, again, so if you take your 50 and let's say you just did five, mm-hmm. the first two most of the time for runners, yep. that's a warm-up, all right? Yeah. So it's just on a, it's just on a larger yeah, so scale. If you were to but the ratio at, is the same. Yeah. So if you were to look at um, a standard training for an ultra marathon, I'm not the first person to do this. They have them all over the internet, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find one that would give me more because they're for people who were doing this for the first time. And I run 20 miles already over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I need, and I'm, I'm doing like 20 miles on a Saturday and then 10 miles the next day as a shakeout. And I needed something that was already there. So, and you can't find advanced ultra marathoners with plans because they're a lot like me. And they don't make these training plans based on, um, you know, adding mileage. It's more like, well, I already do this. So I'm going to add another 10 miles next weekend. So it's like increments of 10. So all this to say, I started out with a training plan, um, and then when it didn't work out to have an actual trainer, I just took it upon myself and made my own, um, and obviously didn't account for ice storms, and, and I still ran through them. I saw, I think to, I saw that you posted You have to run in all elements to train for this, because I don't know what it's going to be like, but I have never felt pain <laughs> like running in that weather last week and I've run through pretty much every scenario but if you'll see the red dot at the corner of my eye which I put a lot of makeup on I had a tear duct that froze well and I accidentally thought it was something was in my eye and I scratched my eye and it was my tears my my eyes were watering because it was so cold like things like that actually happen to people (laughs) 
And I was like, what is life? This was not supposed to happen this week. But so, I mean, training has become just a a physical, it's what it's supposed to be, putting you through hard things like that. But um, it's kind of been all over the place the past two weeks, which is scary because I was three weeks out when the world froze. The world. Baton Rouge. Yeah. Felt like the world. (laughs) Felt like the world. And there's a lot of people in like North Dakota who are like, we run in this all the time. Right, but you come down here in August, North Dakota, and you come come run in the humidity, (laughs) all right? Yeah, call me on August first. So, okay, so let me, about the, about the training and, you know, you got, or sounds like you got some training in your head and you're you're to that point, but what about fueling your body? That's a hard part um, to... Because this sounds like a full-time job right now, thinking about it. It is. I did a lot of research. Um, I talked to a nutritionist last year, I say last year, but just in the actual year of 2020 when I came up with this, um, I started the training in August. And so I spoke with a nutritionist. I've uh, been keto for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't recommend that for ultra marathoners. But I have stuck with it because it makes me feel so good. And I can run when I feel good. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, people want to believe that you need a bunch of carbs to run distance. But your body just needs to burn what it's used to burning and good at burning and mine burns bad. Mm -hmm. And so now, now right now my mileage is so high and so often that I can't get full physically cannot get full. So I do have to eat more carbs than I'm used to. Um, and I'm going to hit those girls got cookies hard this week, I think. (laughs) But, um, I had to start training, um, or start implementing like food and different types of fuel, into my long runs because you also have to account for, wait for it, bathroom. Right. I, was about to, I, I know. I was, so, gonna, I was gonna actually. That's on my in my. That is one of our favorite list. topics in my running group. Yeah. Is that poop emoji. Yeah. And we, you know, I have to start thinking. I had to start thinking months ago about what I'm gonna eat at certain points in the day and how it'll make me feel the next day while I'm running and when I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom at what time. And then, and what that's going to feel like. And so I try right now, I've tried really hard to eat the same thing every single day since January 1st and try to get my body completely used to that. The problem is I'm a lot hungrier than I anticipated, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm surviving during my runs on these little blocks, which are sugar and yeah, and um, caffeine and then um, a lot of nuts, a lot of meat, like turkey deli meat I'll eat while I run, do these long runs. Um, I'll have to eat a meal essentially during a 10 hour run. Um, so I'll do it throughout the day. I'll have, um, I'm, I, I do these keto tortillas and I'll just put peanut butter on them. I'll spread peanut butter on it. I'm going to chop it up in a little, and I'm just going to chew on that throughout the day. So like, are you going to, are people going to be giving this to you? Yeah. I'm going like, to plan you. out your 50 oh, mile I've route. Got, I've got, we drove it inch by inch and I, we have tents and we have volunteers and we have, I'll, I'll never be alone throughout and the day. I was going to say, are you running? Are you, are My you group the will split only up the one whole day with running? Me? I'm the only one running 50 miles. But the group is going to run My with group you. is splitting the whole day. They're each doing increments of five or 10 and then they're all doing the final five with me. <sighs> And then um, they're letting me run ahead to the finish line, but they'll be behind me because that's how we do. Well, you know? That's what y'all do. Okay. A squad. So this, have is, a shirt. this is on next Friday, right? Is it the Next 5th? Friday, March 5th. That's Ooh. the 50th anniversary? That, the 50th anniversary is like September, but okay. and, and no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would run 11 miles and die in September. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so you have a plan. I have a plan. What time is the run starting? 3.30 in the morning. Holy moly. <laughs> oh, my God. I have insomnia. Okay, so let's think, wait, let, let's think about this. Okay, so if it's 3.30 in the morning, I don't know if I'll be able to do this math in my head, but not... I'll finish about 1.30 or 2. Yeah. And that's just, and I've really inflated my pace just to account for needing to stop for certain reasons, to go to the bathroom or walk or whatever. Um, you know, I've spent the majority of my distance running hating walking, Um but I have a new love for it. Mm-hmm. I love walking. Walking's great. <laughs> um, and I'll have to stop. I'll, you'll probably see, because we'll Facebook Live the whole day. I have to stop and do squats and, like, sit in a squat so that my knees can bend at some point in the day. And then there's a lot of, like, arm movements. Because you can't, 
do this for 10 hours and not feel badly. Right. I feel like. So it's a lot of weird movements you'll see me do um, throughout the day just to adjust. But yeah, 10 hours I think is generous. I hope that's what it ends up being. The point is since it's a weekday is that my finish line is the entrance to Marybird Perkins. And I'm really excited to turn. I don't know if you're familiar with where the entrance to Our Lady of the Lake is on Hennessy. Mm -hmm. It's almost the corner of Essen and Hennessy. Well, when you... I'll run up Hennessy, and when I take a left on Essen, uh, the finish line will be Mary Bird, which is just less than a tenth of a mile um, from that turn, which as a runner is really exciting because finish lines are historically really far from a turn. Mm-hmm. Like you turn onto a street and you're like... Uh, I know. You're like, there, <laughs> there <laughs> it is. I thought it's like <laughs> another mile. finish line here. <laughs> it's like they're, like people are always on the corner at here in Baton Rouge. When you turn onto North Bull, or mm-hmm. is, it, is it North or Third or whatever, go leads we'll to the Capitol. So much further than you think it is. So so that finish line is at the cancer center, and I want my employees and maybe some patients and just I want people to see the finish line. I didn't want to finish on a Saturday and, and cross a 50-mile finish line and, and – Crickets. Yeah, you know? and it's like you hear you have like one person there, like yeah, because you know, yeah. be like, <laughs> the my runners will be behind me, so yeah. it'll be like the security guard, the yeah. front of Mary like, like hey, job. why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> you can't be here. <laughs> it's a Saturday. You're not yeah. supposed to be here. All right, so this does sound like uh, it definitely is a commitment and a very inspirational. But listening to you, I'm never going to run 50 miles. Like, yeah, that, that, is, that is a lot of planning. Or somebody would need to plan it out for me. Yeah, really is what I would need. Well, to they, do. I mean, that's why they have all their people's jobs to plan marathons and stuff. And now I see why because it's hard just planning a route. Yeah, well, that's what I think. Because I'm really good at. Um, and just cause I'm, I've been distanced for so long, I can, if we wake up on a Saturday, you know, my crew is always like, how much are we doing today and where? And I'm like, just stick with me, just follow me. And we have all these different routes, but I can get us from the car around a neighborhood and back to the car in 10 miles without planning it mm-hmm. because I can, I just know how long a 10th of a mile is and I can turn streets. So planning an actual route was really hard because I have to tell other people what streets I'll be on. And I can't just make it up as I go, which is what I would normally do. Because I can get myself from the start line, which is Willow Grove uh, neighborhood, mm-hmm. to Mary Bird. I can get myself there in 50 miles. But to tell people all the streets, I'm like, well, now I'm committed to this street. These routes. So yeah. are any roads going to be closed for this? No, but I have a police escort the last five miles because I have to run up Perkins Road at okay. 2 p.m. Okay. So, so I'm thinking, I mean, your route, I'm assuming, you kind of got to wind around Baton Rouge to you get do. your 50 I'll miles, go, I right? go through neighborhoods. Like, yeah. I'll be going up and down streets in Kenilworth. Yeah. Um, I've picked a lot of safe, flat neighborhoods yeah. for the early morning run. Um, I'll run downtown over that effing bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only way to get to Mid City from downtown is that yeah. damn North. I'll just say the bridge. North Bridge. Yeah, they do that. They do that on Louisiana. Oh, they do yeah, that on Louisiana. It's, it's hard, but that's and that's mile like thirty nine, is that bridge? So I know, but yeah, I mean, it's I've tried to pick as many unpopular streets. Downtown's usually not that crowded with cars in general. Right. Um. But the lakes, you know, it's a lot of lakes, a lot of yeah. Ocean lakes, a lot of campus, which is no cars. Um, so, and the, I'm on the levee a lot. So, just because I want to look at things. Are you mm-hmm. running this route now? Mm-hmm. I've done it in part pieces. Of your train? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've run all of these spots um, regularly. And so I know where the bathrooms are. I know where what areas are popular, what areas have good terrain and, and what don't. Um, and so there are, are going to be... The idea is to have very few surprises other than the way I'm going to sustain 10 hours of running. That'll be the fun surprise. <laughs> so you're not going to run 50 before? Nope. Okay. So how much are you running before? Um, my longest run was time. It was six hours. Okay. Um, and I don't even know what the mileage was. Okay. I didn't look. But I, I, right now, it's more like back-to-back long runs just to keep up my endurance and, and a lot of Pilates and things like that. So, are you aiming for a certain pace or... Slow. Okay. I'm trying to make myself... In our group, we have a slow group. We have a... Um, and they're in charge of making me... Because I get excited. Yes. And I, and I feel so good when I start any run. And it's really hard. I've had to train running 11 minutes. Yeah. 
it's really hard to do when you're not naturally an 11 minute mom. Right. Um, but luckily I've got friends that run that pace and will be running with me. So you got kind of pacers, Mm -hmm. right? So I do feel like, you know, one of the reasons why I've stayed away from just 5Ks is because I, so I don't, I would not call myself like a fast runner. I mean, my comfortable pace is probably 10, 10, 15, right? Which I feel like sounds slow to some people. It's not. But whenever I go to a 5K, I'm like, oh, it's only three miles, 3.1 miles or whatever. And I mean, my pace is like 8.30, which doesn't sound like that fast, but it feels fast to somebody mm-hmm. who's used to running 10 miles. Yeah. But, but because of all the people and I get so excited and then yeah. I end up finishing the 5K and I feel terrible to just gain like four minutes. For sure. Cause and, so the mental aspect of that fast. is very difficult for me. I'm not fast, um, but I rarely run short distance. So I'm not even sure. I kind of want to see what that would be like after this run. Um do short distance and speed, but mentally, when I run 50 miles as a distance runner, it would be hard for me not to keep up my mileage. Yeah. And so when you, when you're a distance runner, when you run 30 miles, you don't want to stop running 30 miles because you just ran 30. So now you want to keep up your mileage. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not a fast runner, even with short distance. Um, but I get excited, you know, I'm going to feel good that day. I'm going to be excited for the for the run. And I've got my gangster rap. That's going to make me go <laughs> yeah. faster than I want to. Well, that's, so well, I'm going to so, have to physically try to slow down. So I do feel like, you know, I've always said, so I've run, like I said, four half marathons, which is not super exciting. One, I don't know, we did it together. I did it with Aubrey. Um, it was the Jazz Half Marathon in oh, yeah. New Orleans. And that one was basically up St. Charles through, I guess, Audubon Park or whatever, and back down St. Charles. Yeah. And you were like, this is not, I did not feel good after that run. Yeah. But I do like, the. I really just feel like the Louisiana half and the full right here, there's always, there's a ton of people on the route. Yep. And it's amazing that, I, I remember running that, and I did it two times, and I was like, Oh, I'm already at mile like nine. Yeah, you know, and it went by like that, which sounds great. It does sound crazy, but it's just different. Well, I hate. That. I I I don't want to say hate because I really love the routes in Baton Rouge, but I do them so much yes. that I do not like running those marathons because I love for that reason. I love running in new places, and so my first ever full marathon was Chicago because I'd never been. And, I mean, it's an interesting story because I was injured and didn't plan on running it, but went to support a friend, even though I'd signed up, and ended up running the full thing with a broken foot because I was so excited to see. I was like, the, And Chicago's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you're it running is. through all these neighborhoods you've never seen, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep going. And I want to do more marathons in new places. Yeah. Because if I run the LSU Lakes one more time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you... Who lives in what house and what time they go check their mail every morning? Well, I, I did the Baton Rouge Beach, and I don't even think they had that half marathon they didn't, anymore. Yeah. And that was not a great route to me. It was just, I didn't really enjoy that route. I don't know why I like the Louisiana so much. I don't know if it's because it starts I downtown. I just wish LSU, or um, Louisiana Marathon implemented LSU more, because people come to Baton Rouge. They don't, it's more, um, I feel like it's more of a downtown run. It downtown is. Downtown through Garden District. It is, and you leave downtown, and you go into the Garden District and through the lakes, but, which is beautiful on a good day, but it's usually, historically for that race, it's usually really um, cloudy and, yeah. and cold. And cold. But yeah. it'd be cooler if you ran through campus, I yeah. thought, like to the stadium, mm-hmm. and, which is on, one of my landmarks is Tiger Stadium, because I wanted to do something that people can find, you know, I have little landmarks at every 10 miles. So I could tell people if they want to find me or jump on the route, that's where to do it. So, Okay, so we didn't really talk. So you have kids. I have kids. I have two little boys. Okay. Seven and eight. Or he's nine now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you get up at four o'clock in the morning? I do. So I ha- I'm a divorce, and so I have them a week at a time. Okay. Um, but their dad lives across the street from me. Oh. And well, so even when it is really convenient. <laughs> and so when I don't have them, luckily, I still get to see them. Um, and right now... It's it's better because even when I do have them, I don't see them from the training. But um, I am super lucky, speaking of shout-outs, to have um, an ex-father-in-law who my, my ex-in-laws are the most wonderful people on earth. 
and they have remained super involved, involved and that you know since since my ex-husband and I are still friends they still help me well he babysits for me along with a, a babysitter that I, uh, that I have um, that I met a young girl um, they come at four o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning, wow. and they babysit when I have my kids, and um, I try to be home before they wake up on a school day. But my their grandpa, I hate using the term ex father in law, yeah, because it sounds so ugly. But he will take them on a Saturday morning when I'm long running, and he'll take them to breakfast and do all this so that I can go run for four hours. Like the nicest human being on earth. I have the most wonderful gift for him when this is over because he is the the only reason I can do this. Because if I couldn't run for a week at a time, I wouldn't be able to train. Right. And I mean, I can't leave them alone in the house at that age. Wow, that's like love and support right it there. It really, yeah. really uh, is. Like, he, no questions asked. He never says no. He shows up and reads his book on the couch while I go run. And there's a lot of times I didn't even see them because they don't wake up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, so, he's just the kindest. But yeah, I mean, having two kids certainly throws a wrench in training because... I don't have time to run at night. You know, they have basketball and baseball and homework and, you know, all that stuff kids do. Yeah, so you're like full speed from, literally full speed from 4 a.m. till... When I lay down in the bed, like, if, in the, if especially if I have them and they lay with me, I'm like, well, you're here for the night because I'm about to pass out. Yeah. yeah. Seconds. It is hard And working. And you're working full time. And I'm working full time. At a job that sounds probably pretty intense on a day-to-day basis. It is. Yeah. Okay, so, well, I'm, I feel like I need to go take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> this, this coffee right here is number two. Okay, hey, you do you. So I guess, you know, if you can wrap up with it, like any advice for people who want to get into running? <laughs> my, honestly, my advice, and you know, I meant to talk about this earlier. Uh, my advice is to find a group, a crew, a person, someone to make you accountable. Because if you count on yourself, you're more likely to cancel, to I'll go later, mm-hmm. excuses. If you've got a person and y'all are going to go together, you don't want to leave that person high and dry. You know, it just, it's smarter for beginners. But a good friend of mine once told me um, when I was running and, and about to co- coach cross country at my kid's school that, um, and I can't remember the words you used, but you told me that, Kate, when I would run um, a couple miles and I wanted to start increasing my mileage just to push through that, that what you thought you were going to run that day, just by a tenth of a mile, just go a little bit further. And then even if you plan to do three, when you get to three and you know you're about to stop, do 3.1, mm-hmm. do yeah. do 3.2. And that was the best advice that someone could have given me because m- when you run, it's a lot of mental games. And if you know you're going to run 10 miles that day, you you probably are super tired at 10 and you got to stop. Even though you're physically capable of running further, mentally you told yourself 10, you're done at 10. It's mental. And if you get to 10 and you force yourself to go just a tenth of a mile more or a half a mile more, you add so much endurance and so much to your abilities. But if you don't have a group or someone to help you get accountable um, or a trainer or something then it's just so easy. You know, consistency is key. If you skip a couple days, you got to start over. Yeah. 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 Um, so the my quick uh, CYA is clearly if you are injured <laughs> or if you are hurting where yeah. it's not like a soreness. You know, we're not promoting running through that yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I do think, I mean, I, I exercise, everybody knows this, you know, I pretty much exercise Six days a week, this is not a bragging thing. It's more of a mental thing. And sometimes I do just want to go do a run or ride the Peloton. I've tried to get much better about listening to my body and yeah. not just, like, doing these hit workouts every day. That's that's just hard on me. But I do also get regular massages yeah. for stress and, you know, yeah, that kind too. of stuff. And Corey's going to go, like, get her some IV vitamins and stuff yeah. like that later. So uh, curious to know how that uh well, that works. I have a feeling I'll love that. Yeah, you're gonna be addicted. Yeah, <laughs> membership. I know. They're gonna be like, it's seven hundred and twenty dollars a month, and I'll be like, fine, put it on my credit card. That's why we have credit cards. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rack up the points. Okay, so we like to end with our FAQs, our five awesome questions for okay. you. All right. So this is more of a like, which would you prefer, an cool. either or type thing. And they are brought to us today, again, by Lainey. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing them for a while, but then I kind of started to run out of questions. All right. Would you prefer a hamburger or a hot dog? A hamburger. Okay. 
would you rather the power go out when it's hot or when it's cold? We had a huge conversation about this yesterday. A hundred percent cold. When it's you'd rather the power go out because you can add so many layers, oh, but Lord. you can only take off so many. Oh Lord. <laughs> no. Oh. Cold. A hundred percent. Now, when our power everyone in Texas right now is like, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> um, so I don't know if this is applicable to you right now in your training, but would you prefer wine or beer? Um, oh gosh. If the, those are my two options, probably beer, but I don't drink either. I'm a Tito's girl. Oh, I don't yeah. think I didn't see that. Yeah. Bottle I mean, back there. <laughs> the, the Tito's that yeah. we bought during COVID. Yeah. It's, uh, good news is I didn't drink it all. It's full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Only a couple afternoons. We were no like, worry. oh my God. All right. Uh, Slow lane or fast lane? Is that on the interstate? Left lane, fast lane, all the, all the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Who, has, who wants to ride this? A lane? lot of people do. I get yelled at. My boyfriend yells at me yeah, for getting gra- in the right gra- lane. Grandma for not here, being. Yeah. He's like, if you're not passing, then you have to get in the right lane. And I was like, well, I'm always passing so much because I'm going in 97 And it's an me hour. that you are passing. <laughs> yes. Me and Lainey, Lainey and I are riding in the slow lane. I'm upset with you if you're in the right lane. I'm like, what are you doing in a car? No, and I'm kind of like, don't you have somewhere to be? Because I do. Me too. <laughs> but at least the slow people are in the right lane. See, no, mm-hmm. I'm getting yeah. out of your way. That's right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But then I'm upset with you just because you're there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... If you could pick, I don't think you can pick, but if you could pick any time of the day, would you prefer to run morning or evening? Morning, for sure, yeah. because it sets the tone for the rest of my day. I feel okay. good all day. Me too. I love to. If I sleep it, and people who run at night argue it because they they look forward to that every night and they sleep better. I feel like, again, I could we could do a whole study of like different workout times and what makes people feel good and what works yeah. for some people and what doesn't work for others. I'm, I'm just very curious, what shoes are you running? Yeah, what Brooks. shoes? So, yeah, I love um, Brooks. So it would be awesome if they would respond to my email and sponsor me. But um, I, most of my group, we run specifically in Brooks. I had a foot injury a couple of years ago and I bought a Brooks shoe that was real. Um, the It's... In non-runner terminology, ghost. Um, the ghost, yeah. It, but I wear glycerin, too. In non-runner terminology, it's got a real foamy sole. Yep. And so it was protecting my injury. Um, but I, I usually don't wear zero-drop shoes. And now, you know, as with any athlete, you get addicted to loyalty. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I found that shoe, I now only wear that shoe. I'll wear a different type of Brooks, but... That's the other thing with injuries. A lot of times it has a lot to do with your gear. Yep. And so I wear Brooks, and they only recently got really awesome colors. Finally. So I, I've i been so a Brooks long. girl myself. I would I would do Brooks, and then I'd try something else, yep. and I'd go back to Brooks, right? And so I just recently, because I was Instagram influenced, I have a pair of the Adidas Ultra mm-hmm. Boost, yeah. okay? So I feel like those are good shoes to go to regimen or maybe even a short run. Those, to me, are not great running shoes. No. Others might disagree. I mean, but, like, when I'm working out in my house and doing weight training, like, you know, I'm not doing, like, super heavy squats or anything or lifting, but I feel like they're good for that. And that might be why I've been hurting the past eight months. I probably need It really might shoes. be. And, uh, shoes have so much to do with it that you, you would – be shocked. We need to tag Corey and Brooks in, in I've tried. Life. I have slipped into those DMs I mean, so hard. They are they're a big deal. I'm gonna get a restraining order in the mail before I get a sponsorship. <laughs> are you going are you like burning through shoes through all I have training? fifteen pairs of shoes and I treat them all with love equally. So and you alternate I alternate. Okay. How on do different you, mileage. How days. are you choosing your run by my shoes? Outfits. By my by my leggings. Honestly. How it matches. <laughs> They're all the same shoe, so it's about like I'll I ha, I'll know when I ran in the pink ones, and I'm like I don't want to put too many miles because they say 500 miles per tennis shoe, and I try to I probably run 500 miles in a couple weeks, and so I try to alternate them so no shoe is left out. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And they all feel loved. Shoes. Yeah, probably more. I'm going to take a picture of it. Well, I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah, because I don't, I can't just have one or two pair because they would blow out so quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, who's the coach over at, or the, um, is it Liz? At St. Joseph's. Liz Fontenot? Yes. Mm-hmm. She told me one time if you can take your, your shoe and like bend it, basically, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. done yeah. so. Because I'm terrible. I'm like, when did I buy the shoe? And then I have to go back and look. Yeah. I'm not running like you are, but go back and look at when I bought it uh, on my credit card. So um, we're going to wrap up because we do try to keep these two. I was trying to keep them to 30 minutes. So last two things. Here we go. Sorry. Kate, I know. Kate, I know. Kate. I got to insert myself. Um, but my first question is, so we didn't get the sponsorship from Brooks, but are there any sponsors or supporters that you'd like to shout out? I would love to. Um, 
there's a, a really close friend of mine, Pete Dickinson. He owns um, Total Care Pain and Injury. He's a chiropractor, um, which a lot of people swear by chiropractic services. Um, he's one of my main sponsors. Super awesome. Um, Pennant Real Estate has uh, sponsored me. Emeticis has sponsored me. Um, I have some who don't want to be named, which are even more awesome, that have sponsored and don't need, want the recognition, but they've donated the Cancer Center. Um, and I've, I've got a couple more that I'm still waiting for. That That's like awesome. bigger, I wanted, I feel like once it's done is when, you know, people will hear about yes. it and then... Because don't think I didn't try to reach out to Drew Brees and Ellen. And I was like, why isn't it. Oprah here? <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe they're just waiting to hear about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, want, they need to the see that you're going to do it. The girl who dropped dead at the end of the 50-mile <laughs> oh, oh. It'll go viral. <laughs> well, it will. you'll be fine. You're going to yeah. finish strong. And then, okay, so then my question is, for people who would like to get involved and be a sponsor for you of any size, how can they donate? Um, the easiest way to, to donate is to find us on Facebook because all that information, the link to the Just Giving website is there. Um, and now they have those super awesome QR codes where you can just wave your phone mm -hmm. over it. And it'll bring you to the site, and all the sponsorship information so is the there. the Facebook page is Mackie's Miles. Mackie's Miles yeah. for Mary Bird. Yeah, it's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then they can follow you, too, and I think you link everything to I'll that. I'll link everything to that. And it'll be cool for the people who follow it, because I'll, I'll Facebook Live and Instagram Live that whole day until I can't. And then someone will do it for me um, to actually follow. I think the coolest part will be other people seeing the route that day, like following mm -hmm. me through this, not is just your route me posted somewhere. It will be this okay. week. I didn't want to do it too soon because I'm so non-committal to it. Like I was talking about <laughs> before, I'm so worried that like someone who lives on Hyacinth is gonna be like, she didn't come by, and they'll be waiting for me, and I'll, I will have taken another turn. But yeah. I'll, I'll post that this week because um, I want the people who live in those neighborhoods to. You know, anyone after 8 a.m. can walk outside, and it would be awesome for people just to know that we're coming by, we, because I'll have people with me. Um, but we'll have a, a police escort at the end, and it'll be hard to not see us. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited. It is really exciting. It gives me goosebumps yeah, about that day. So, um, all right. So, thank you so much. Thank you Corey, for having me. We really appreciate it. We're going to finish up really quick with the things that make us happy. Things that make us happy are things that make us happy segment. <laughs> um, so mine's just really quick, but like I really, I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it on a podcast, but my addiction to soda water is like, it's what I, it's the only thing I want to drink now mm -hmm. in the morning, in the it's evening. It's understandable. Soda water. Yeah, or like LaCroix, fizzy water. Gotcha. That type of thing. I have a soda stream. I use it all the time. People drink that without Tito's in it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Now there's certain flavors I can't drink without Tito's, like yeah. lime. I'm like, I'm going to want to put Tito's this in. This is weird. So, so I have to. Um, also, I have been, I, I purchased Babelash. Does anybody know what that is? It's mm -hmm. like the serum for your eyelashes. Mm -hmm. And Rodan and Fields has one that's mm -hmm. great. Boost. I use the Boost. The Boost is great. But this one's a little bit less expensive, and I think that it works pretty darn good. So that's something that I put my mascara on. I was like, hmm, I think it's working. They do have, and I don't know if Rodan and Fields has this, but they have um, a conditioner serum that you put on before your mascara. Like you just, you still put it on your lid, your, your lash line, mm -hmm. but it, it helps with, I think, lengthening. Something like that. Huh. Babe Lash. Check it out. So those are going to be my two. Maggie, what you got? Because this one sounds your like... lashes do look good. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I looked at your lashes. Like Lash Boost for real. Yeah. Which is it, a good thing because it ain't cheap. Not cheap. Yeah. And that stuff is great. Yeah. It works. Okay. Maggie, um, this sounds good. Oh, mine. Uh, the Target robe. It's very... Very the soft. Bear, it's a Barefoot Dreams dupe? <laughs> is what the internet says. But I bought it and it came in right before the ice storm. And I didn't get out of it. Is it short yeah. or long? It's long. It's long. I feel like I'm at the Ritz Carlton or something. Like, yeah. It's like really booty. How much is it? It's, I got it on sale for 25 which yeah. is a super steal. But it's on, I think it's like 40 ish Oh, and the the real Barefoot Dreams is like 200 right? Right. So, and it has pockets. It yep. has the tie. Is it mine too? I mean, it's warm. Do they make a short one? 
Oh, I don't know. Oh. Mine, Maggie, you didn't come <laughs> prepared for all my questions. <laughs> Mine is long, and I like that it's long because I'm tall, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and it keeps me covered. So, like, we were staying with our friends, oh, yeah. and I lived in that rope, and I wasn't worried about anything. So, can we, we're going to have to link that, and you're going to have to send me the link because it sounds like something I need. Oh, you I, know I already had Maggie send it to me because I want one. But <laughs> I, I, was just, I was pumped that I had it. Um, it really made me happy and kept me warm. Yeah, there you go. Through the, through the ice. I didn't have frozen tear ducts. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I wasn't wearing my robe that day. <laughs> I was running. So what makes me happy. Well, yeah. I bought this um, Blackstone griddle on Amazon, just mm-hmm. like on a whim, because I saw someone using one. Um, and I can now make 42 chicken breasts at one time. Oh, wow. And I don't know how I lived without that. Mm. And, and um, like, other things, but I eat mostly chicken. And it's really convenient to be able to make one million chicken breasts at one time that's convenience is key especially when you're running who wants to make four at a time and i I make them i really do make them on a sunday for the whole week i eat chicken thighs actually and all i needed a way to make a million i didn't realize you had to use it outside and it triggers all the smoke alarms when you use it inside. Whoops. It's not for indoor use. Uh, okay, well, good to, to know. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. PSA. PSA, <laughs> don't put that in your den. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Blackstone, for not putting that on the uh, instructions. Or maybe they did. I didn't read them. <laughs> but I love it. I love it so much. What about you, Kate? Um, so I, I guess this is kind of a shout out too, is, um, Les Amis Bake Shop on Corsi Boulevard. Um, it, you know, I like to do local for my things love that make it. me happy. I love it. And, um, if you haven't been, go for the macaroons or macaron alone. Oh, I, I know, I know, okay. but, you know, so, but, um, but technically they're French macaron and she makes them from scratch. They're delicious and amazing. Everything that she does is wonderful. And, um, it's a woman owned, um, small business. So I love that so much. But Stephanie always takes care of me for all of my bakery needs. And last week she made a little birthday cake for Hartley just for our, her birthday dinner, not even her birthday party. It was so extra. I loved it so much. <laughs> What's it called? Um, Les Amis. So, see, uh, French there. Um, Kate is, so yeah. Kate, Les Amis Bake Shop. Kate is and, just so sophisticated. I know. I'm like, I want a grill. I, I have a big old grill from Amazon. She's like, I went to a French bakery. Local. But yeah, Local. Les Amis Local. Bake Shop on Corsi Boulevard. It's between um, uh, Stumberg and uh, what does Segan turn into? Uh, Who knows? Burbank. One of them. The other part of Segan. Anyway, um, Sherwood. Sherwood. Between Sherwood, Sherwood and Stumberg, um, it's it's wonderful. And they don't just have sweets; they also have savory items as well. If you need lunch, nice. there we go. Yeah. Wow, that was very informative, Kate. Yeah. All right, everyone. So thank you very much. Thanks again, Corey. Really appreciate it. This is clearly whenever we have a brand new guest on here. I like to I. This was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. So interesting. Good luck. Good luck. So uh, this will air the week that you do the race. All right. Everybody will hear it, and then yeah. they'll be wishing you luck on March okay. 5th. Maggie will right. be praying will for you. Be yeah. praying for you. Will you pray for me, yeah. please? We will all pray for you and think about you. And you I know, know Mary Bird Perkins does phenomenal stuff. Um, Aaron's aunt got treatment there for many years, and she has nothing but good things to say about it. So. It's really awesome. Yeah, that's just it. awesome. I mean, the fact that, one, that you're running 50 miles and raising money for a great cause, it's it's awesome. So thank you very much. Thanks, and thanks guys. to you too, yeah. Kate. Yeah. So anyway, till next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.